Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Affirmation Addict Podcast. And on today's episode, I actually want to take you on my journey of planning my wedding. And I know this isn't affirmation related, but I promise you this is relevant because I feel like wedding planning is one of those things that creates so much stress and so much anxiety and so much nervousness and self-doubt. And I was making a huge effort to consciously not fall onto that same pathway. And so I wanted to take you a little bit behind the scenes on how I was able to, in my opinion, successfully make this a really chilled out, calm and beautiful, intentional wedding planning process. You're listening to the Affirmation Attic Podcast with Pyle Agarwal. This podcast will teach you about the power of affirmations while making manifestation easy and accessible for you in order to enhance your spiritual consciousness. Thank you so, so much for being here, and I'm so excited to dive into today's episode. Actually, wait, before we get started, I wanted to check with you. Have you heard about my new app? It's called Affirm It, and it's your one-stop shop for all things affirmations, manifestation, and self-healing. I really have been wanting to create something for you that truly empowers you to realize that you genuinely have everything you need within you. You don't need me. You don't need any other coaches. This app genuinely has everything you need to get that life that you've been trying to manifest. And it has gentle daily reminders, guided audio affirmations, sleep affirmations, affirmation reminders, and so much more good information, good energy, and so many things that I know will help you manifest your dreams. Because I'm so grateful for you, I'm actually offering you a free seven-day trial. And this is a genuine seven-day trial. That means you don't have to type in your credit card. You won't be automatically charged. There's no ads and you get complete access to the app as if you've already subscribed to it. So if you do want to learn more about the app, head over to affirmation-addict.com slash app, or if you're ready to dive in, head over to the iTunes app store and search for Affirm It. The Android version will be coming soon, and as soon as it's ready, I'll be sure to let you know. Now we can officially dive into today's episode. Happy Monday. So today I wanted to teach you guys about what has been going on behind the scenes for the past year almost while we've been planning this wedding. And firstly, I wanted to talk about the wedding planning process in general because this podcast episode is going to be more focused on relationships and just being intentional because to me, weddings are such a big deal. Um, and sometimes for the wrong reasons, I think there are a lot of times very much so focused on everybody else coming, focused on only the pictures, focused on the wedding, the day or three days in my case, um, itself, not focused on the couple, the marriage, the families, the actual values and what they're even trying to represent. I feel like weddings sometimes take on so much pressure because of having it perfect pictures, having a good time that we forget to even think about, well, what would I want in my own wedding? What's actually important to me? What does even having a wedding and getting married mean to me? And so I really wanted my entire wedding planning process to be super unconventional and having my entire wedding and marriage be unconventional because I really believe in breaking the bonds and rules and expectations and standards 
standards of society. And so I really wanted our wedding and marriage to break those and really do what serves us, not because society is wrong, but making sure we're doing things because we truly want to, not because of society and what goes on in people's minds and expectations and so on and so on. And so to give you a little bit of a background, Tom and I got engaged last February. So basically a year ago, we got engaged in Sedona, Um, completely was surprised. I don't even think I posted the video of our engagement. I'll post that maybe after, um, after the wedding or something, I'll definitely post that for you guys, but it was really cute. He basically was like, Hey, let's take some pictures. And he started doing this thing where he takes a video while we're taking pictures. And so we were just posing for cute pictures. And then one of them, he got down on one knee um, and proposed to me and we were in a really beautiful getaway in Sedona and the energy was awesome and it was a really fun trip, like a perfect place for me um, because it is such a spiritual place. So it was so, so special and um, I know I just really quickly gave it, um, just kind of really quickly talked about it, but that does not shorten how beautiful and amazing it was and how much it meant to me um, on a personal level. Definitely was one of the most beautiful and most thoughtful things of my life and how much my family and everybody around me knew and was able to keep that from me um, still baffles me because I feel like I'm so good at knowing and things always go by me and the family and me being the only one not knowing was pretty crazy and it was so cool. But anyway, so that's the backstory. We met three years ago, so we actually just celebrated our three-year anniversary Um, and we honestly, from like the day we met, we knew we were going to get married. So Tom and I have always had a really special bond. And obviously I am from Indian descent. I'm Indian and raised in a really strong Indian culture. And then Tom's family is from the States, but he has a little bit of a Mexican background, Lebanese, as well as Irish. So definitely a very cross-cultural family coming together. And for me, after we got engaged, our families were already really close. So that is a whole nother story to talk about, but our families were already so, so close, hung out a lot, really good friends. And that was one of my biggest blessings. And so with this engagement, I really wanted to honor that because I feel feel like a lot of things with weddings have bad connotations. For example, in-laws. And to tell you the truth, my in-laws are awesome. And they are seriously like another set of parents, another set of such close people. And having that relationship with them, I wanted this wedding to honor them as well, honor their family, honor their traditions, and honor the fact that they treat me so well, because I know there's a lot of misconceptions and negative connotations about, oh, that's my in-laws, or, oh, that is my sister-in-law, or brother-in-law, or my mother-in-law. And there's a lot of in-law kind of bad connotations and bad energy that I wanted to just nix and crash and not bring into my marriage because I did not want to buy into that. I don't want to bring that into my wedding. And so one of the really unconventional things we did was we started to kind of play a twist on the rituals that happen at Indian weddings because his family was super comfortable with being having an Indian wedding in India and they were all willing to come, which was awesome. So we are going with an Indian wedding, not because of necessarily the religious reasons, but to me, most of my family is in India and I have such a close kind of bond with India. I've always wanted to get married there. And so 
basically they were super comfortable with it. And I wanted to bring kind of like an American style wedding to India and have it be like a destination wedding for everybody who attends. So if you're from the States, it's different because it's obviously in India, but if you're from India, it's different because it's not so focused on the traditional wedding rituals, but more so focused on the couple and the marriage and different things like that. So that was a really big goal of mine was to bring in a lot of our beliefs as a couple and as families into the wedding Um, and not just focusing on religion or religious practices, but more so spirituality and oneness and wholeness. So for me, one of the big thing was like, I want it to be more of a spiritual wedding. I want there to be meditations there. I want there to be yoga. I want it to be almost like a retreat. And basically I decided that the theme was going to be unconventional, angelic, beautiful, and just really love, like unconditional love. And even with weddings, there's so much family drama that comes up like, oh, do I, can I do that ritual? Can they do that ritual? There's so much stuff that comes up in Indian weddings specifically that I really wanted this planning process to just be the four of us, like me, my mom, my dad, and my brother from our side, because I did not want to involve everybody to a huge extent. I took the help from my family members towards the end. Like now I'm taking their help with last minute stuff. But in terms of deciding what to do, I really wanted to to be thoughtful and what it worked for my family. And that even included not inviting half of my family. And yes, you heard that right. Our venue was a really small place that had such awesome energy. And I was so set on that venue and my parents loved it. And so we were like, okay, Either we can't get married here or we cut down the guest list because it's a super small place, so we can't host that many people. And I think to me, it was so beautiful watching and talking through my parents like, okay, why are we inviting this amount of people? Is it because they're going to say, oh, you didn't invite us and you don't like us? But that means that we're just inviting them for the social status. We're just inviting them because we feel obligated to, not because we want them to. And so it was so refreshing. This was the first thing we did was figure out out who we want to invite. And we decided to only invite people that make us feel high vibe, that really honor us, that respect us and want to give us love. I don't want people at the wedding who are just there to watch, who are just there to see pictures, who are just there to judge. Because that to me really, I have a very sensitive energy and really brings my vibe down. And I want me to be super high vibe and feeling good. So my biggest thing was talking with my parents and saying, are you okay with cutting down that guest list and not inviting half of your immediate family? And over time they agreed and they were like, you know what? I think that makes the most sense. And if this is what you want, they were so awesome. And I'm so grateful that they honored that as well. And to be very honest with you, there's some people who are not my favorite type of people who are still invited and going to be there. But that to me is what I look at as my test. That is my test on how I can practice what I preach. How can I stay high vibe around people who don't hurt me? Because I can't avoid everybody either. So I think there's a really fine line that I've been working through. And so part of it was, okay, are we inviting them just because we have to? Like, I don't even live in India. They don't, I don't go to any of their weddings. Like it's literally just because we live there and we know them. That doesn't mean they have to attend our wedding. Right. And so first going through that and filtering the thought behind that, but then some immediate family who there's no way I can't invite them or they'll invite themselves. Okay. If they're going to come and I don't like their energy, how can I protect my energy through this process? How can I stay okay even and not be affected by that? 
them. So that's my test. And so it's a really beautiful paradox and super contradicting, I know. And that's literally life and law of attraction as a whole, all of it is super contradicting. And so it was really fun for me to go through that process with guest lists and everything. Now, in terms of, so to speak, like the decor and things I wanted in that realm, I wanted it to be really representative of me and Tom. So there's a couple things that I am integrating that's like really thoughtful, like, okay, instead of in Indian weddings, you don't exchange vows, but vows are promises from my understanding in American weddings or in Christian weddings and stuff that vows are from one person to another. So me and Tom were like, well, that's kind of not fair if we don't have this same vows. So what if we wrote vows or intentions together? So we wrote our intentions together as what we intend to do and holding each other to the same standard. Because for Tom, he was like, you're my equal. We're not different and I'm your equal. So why should our vows be different? Let's have the same intentions for each other and not a vow like I promise, but an intention that we know that this is my goal. But if I don't intend, if I don't, if I'm not able to successfully kind of fulfill this intention. It's not on purpose. It's basically just my area of growth. So that's our idea behind why we really wanted to do combined intentions together versus one-on-one vows. Because to me, it was super important to bring in part of my culture that I grew up with in India, but also my culture that I grew up with in the States. Plus, Tom's cultures. So really trying to mix and blend what matters to us and thinking about, okay, is it important to us to have a certain type of food? Is it important for us to serve alcohol? And for me, um, as you guys know, I have not been drinking at all. I have not been consuming alcohol because it hasn't been serving me. And I feel like I just don't feel good around alcohol. It creates a lot of anxiety. And so for most people, when they go to a wedding, they just want to get hammered, right? People go to weddings to get drunk and dance, but I don't want that to be the only reason for my wedding. Yes, I would love that people have fun, but I would also love to challenge them to have fun without as much alcohol. And the kind of beautiful thing is our wedding venue doesn't allow us because it's a heritage. It's a really old um, kind of treasured palace, so to speak. So we're not allowed to serve alcohol out in the open um, unless you pay a really, really large fee. And my parents don't drink. And to me, it didn't feel right to have my parents pay so much money for on for other people to just get drunk. And I'm not insulting people who drink. It just didn't resonate with me. And that's my thought process. So I was like, mom and dad, you're not going to pay for other people to drink alcohol in public and just get hammered the whole time. And also it brings me a lot of anxiety that doesn't serve me or Tom very well. So how can we create a happy medium. So with the alcohol, what we're doing is we're going to have it where people like the pregame kind of concept. And for some people that doesn't work, like in India, people don't like that. They're like, how can you not do that? But the only reason they're respecting it is because my parents have never consumed alcohol. They've never drank in their lives. And so that's why I am so excited to really just challenge the people in my family to not have alcohol that much. Why do you need alcohol to have fun? And to me, alcohol really lowers vibrations. So I don't like when people are having a lot of alcohol around the wedding because I want the wedding to be high vibe. I don't want the vibe to be down because of consuming alcohol because naturally your vibration goes lower when consuming alcohol just that's the science of it, right? And so it's nothing against people who drink or alcohol. I mean, I've drank before. I drink sometimes. Um, 
but it's not against that. It's more so about really consciously choosing these things. And some people are going to be like, well, it's a wedding. How are you not going to have alcohol? How are people going to dance? And it's like, if they don't want to dance, they don't. If they don't want to do something, they don't. But the thing is, is if you are strong enough to present the idea and explain to people why you're not having that alcohol, they all respect that. And a little bit, I wanted to talk about it because at my cousin's wedding in December, I didn't drink at all, like zero sips of alcohol, not even a glass in my hand. And everybody was so shocked. They're like, wow, I wish I could do that. And I'm like, you can, you just have it in your head that you can't have fun without alcohol, or you have it in your head that you have to drink. It's a habit. You're basically on autopilot. So I really want this wedding to challenge people's norms, challenge the way and the reason they drink and say, you know what, maybe you can have fun at a wedding without alcohol. And not because I want them to stop drinking. I just want them to get out of their comfort zone too, because with discomfort, it is such a beautiful experience. And so that's what me and Tom chose to do is not to serve open bar alcohol. People can bring their own alcohol, which we'll pay for still, but I'm not doing it where it's openly served at the bar. And I know a lot of you might be like, wow, she's too spiritual or she's too this. And it's not about spirituality. This is literally about it not serving me. Like drinking so much alcohol brings me so much anxiety. I hate when people are falling on the dance floor. Like it's not fun for me at that point. And I have to be selfish and I have to honor me and Tom and our families too. Both of our families don't drink that much. I have to honor our family's values and what works for us, like me and Tom's core values is to have fun and play with out alcohol, right? It doesn't always have to include alcohol. And so a big decision-making thing and a big discussion in not just my four family, but like my extended family, they had a big problem with us not having alcohol. So at first I was going to do no alcohol at all, but that was a little extreme for people. So they're like, why don't you do it serving it in the rooms and then on the dance floor and stuff, there's no open bar and stuff. So eventually that's the kind of compromise we came down to, but it was really interesting to hear how tight of a relationship people have with alcohol and that people can't sometimes fathom that you, there's no alcohol at a wedding, that there has to be alcohol. And I mean, for me, it's where this is a three day event and I don't feel comfortable having my parents spend that for somebody else's pleasure. When, if they don't want to come because there's no alcohol, I'm totally fine with that because that's not aligned with me. So that's really the thought process behind so many of our decision-making things. And so another thing that we were really working on deciding on was, okay, what do we want our energy? What do we want our vibe to be like during the wedding itself? Do we want it to be super calm and quiet? Do we want it to be fun and happy and loving? Do we want it to be just honoring and gratitude? And so one of the things that really mattered to me was honoring and gratitude, like saying thank you to people in my life because everybody comes to the wedding. It goes by so fast and I just want them to know I really care about them. So one thing I'm doing is I'm writing a letter to every single person in my family. Um, Um, that has impacted me. And I'm writing it to everybody because I think they all deserve to know that they have helped me. They've changed my life. And so these thoughtful touches mean so much more to me then, okay, is the DJ good? To be very honest with you, our DJ has changed like six times and I don't even care. Like, I know that's going to be fun. I trust that it's going to be fun. And the thing I remember when all these like decor and stuff like that is not planned and it's up in the air, I just remind myself, 
this wedding is going to be beautiful because it's celebrating Tom and I's love. And I have full faith in me and Tom's love and relationship. And that's all that matters. If there's no decor, if there's no DJ, I could care less. Like to me, my focus of this wedding is to celebrate Tom and I, and I want to be so present and so happy and just show everybody how much they mean to me and show Tom how much he means to me at the most and just really soak in every important person in my life being right there. You know, that's what I really want to soak in. To me, that's the focus. It's not about what decor, what color, what this and that. It's way more about just the memories and the vibration we all create and keep together. And that is what I have been going forward with. And so when my wedding planner calls me and says, oh yeah, decor is not set and we're two weeks out from the wedding. Yeah. Instead of panicking, I'm like, okay, I trust you. You know what I like. And whatever has to happen is going to happen. If there's no decor or if it's horrible, it's horrible because I'm not going to worry about that anymore because this wedding doesn't define anything. This is just few days to come together and celebrate. And celebrations don't need beautiful decor. Celebrations don't need a good DJ. Celebrations just need unconditional love. And that is the main thing I'm cultivating at this three-day event. And just love and joy and pure, just unconditional, non-judgmental love. That's the biggest thing that's been guiding me through. So whenever you are feeling stressed and whenever you are feeling nervous about something and there's so many unplanned things, moving pieces, just remember what's the main focus, whether it's your wedding and you're also planning a wedding or whether it's a big project or a big presentation, what is the true focus? What is the end goal of that? What are you trying to feel? You're either trying to feel accomplished. You're trying to feel in love. You're trying to feel whole. You're trying to feel ready for a promotion. You're trying to feel like you did a good job, right? So your definition of those things is completely up to you. My definition of a beautiful wedding could be having picture-perfect decor, or it could having just be having a great time. My definition of my beautiful, perfect wedding is up to me. So it could be fully based on physical elements, or it could be based on emotional elements. And the thing that's helped me the most is focusing on the emotional elements, because that intention and energy plays such a strong role, way more than those physical elements. So whatever you're working on, whatever big thing is coming up for you, try focusing on the emotional aspect of it. Instead of trying so hard to focus on the physical and the looks and feels of it, focus on the vibe you want to create. That vibe, that energy, that emotion is so strong and can be felt and all other things seem to be irrelevant when that vibe is really high. So if you can create a high vibe space, whether that's just through your energy, through a crystal, through whatever, do that and focus more on that rather than the physical product, whether it's a presentation, the paper, the decor, the DJ, the photographer, figure out what matters to you on an energetic, vibrational, and emotional level. So that is a little bit of a sneak peek into wedding planning, how I have tried to stay calm. I know I have not shared as many details. I haven't shared what I'm wearing, when I went to India, when I'm going to India. I haven't shared all that stuff for privacy purposes, but I will definitely be sharing more of those things after the wedding, after it's all revealed, because I am going to be taking you guys along the journey with me. I'm going to be hosting a virtual wedding, so I will be having people posting for me, maybe 
be going even live for some of the events during the wedding. I will be having somebody behind the phone. I will not be on the phone, but somebody else will be to capture and just bring you guys along for the journey because you guys are my family. And I want you guys to be part of this energetically, vibrationally, and you mean so much to me. So I hope that excites you guys. And it's just something that realizing that what details matter are the bigger picture. And for me, my bigger picture is my marriage. This wedding is just three days out of the rest of our lives and focusing on that and just remembering that we should have fun during these three days rather than, oh my gosh, is this picture going to be there? Are we going to have this moment? More so having fun and celebrating and creating a strong foundation for the rest of our lives is really what this is about. And so I am so, so excited to share more of our wedding and our marriage with you guys and creating a conscious and intentional wedding and marriage culture is a really big goal of mine because I think being super intentional in our relationships, especially in our intimate ones, like your soulmate or your partner for life, I think is super powerful. So I will definitely be starting to share more about conscious and holistic marriages and wedding planning and all of that stuff. So I hope this episode just brought some light to you, made you think about things in a different way. It was super, super raw, vulnerable, just me speaking from my heart. So I hope this was helpful loves and I will talk to you very, very soon. Bye-bye. So how did you like today's episode? I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed recording it. And before you leave, I wanted to just say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for spending some time with me. If this episode or any of my content has ever inspired you, it would mean the absolute world to me if you could leave a review in the iTunes podcast app and just share this with someone you care about. The more you guys leave reviews and share this with people, the more I am able to create more content for you and that's what fuels me and keeps me going. I am so genuinely grateful for the time we shared today and until next time, I'm sending you lots of love and lots of healing energy. Bye!